This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Patagonia founder Yvonne Chenard and a couple of other fly fishers, including West Yellowstone's Craig Matthews, recently completed the second edition of their book, Simple Fly Fishing. Their thesis is that modern-day fly fishing, like much in life, has become exceedingly complex with high-tech gear, a confusing array of flies and terminal tackle, accompanied by high-priced fishing guides. Their book reveals that the best way to catch trout is simply with a rod and a fly and not much else. Well, today, Dave and I are going to riff off of their book, and talk about simplicity in fly fishing and life. And here's a quote from their book to get us started. They write, Fishing with a fly seems to have gone in the opposite direction. It has become a needlessly complex and expensive pastime where anglers choose from hundreds of fly lines, high-tech rods, and trout reels. We all know that palming the rim of a reel with a simple click drag can stop any trout or salmon. But the industry has become dependent on building insecurity in the minds of their customers. If we aren't outfitted with the latest gear and signature fly, can we really be enjoying ourselves? End of quote. Dave, do you agree with that? Absolutely. I, uh, I could not resonate more with that, that whole paragraph, the whole concept I really love uh, this statement from Yvonne Chouinard, uh, the Patagonia founder, that he made in a recent film by Patagonia called The Complete Fisherman. He said, simplifying your life is so difficult. Everything is pulling you to become more complex. Isn't that true? Wow, that really is true. Uh, by the way, I had a friend, his name is Torsten, who sent me a link to this film. It's called The Complete Fisherman, and it features Ar Arturo, <laughs> it features Arturo, who is this elderly fly fisherman in Italy. And the whole film, the filter on all the images is just so unique. And he starts out the film with the question, what is The Complete Fisherman? And he goes on to say right off the off the bat, well, he has to fish with a with a cane rod that he made. He has to uh, braid his uh, fishing line with you know hair from a stallion or mane from a stallion, and he has to tie his own flies with his hands and not a vice. And I thought, oh my, <laughs> I, I, there's no way I can be a simple fly fisherman. <laughs> no hope for us, man. But by the way, I would recommend wow. that film. Just uh, Google The Complete Fisherman or in Italian, Il Completo. No, Il, Compl <laughs> <laughs> Il Pescadore Completo. <laughs> wow. Good Italian there, Dave. <laughs> oh, my. That's hilarious. We better keep oh. moving here. I do think this urge for simplicity comes from really two directions. And the first, obviously, is external. And that's what Yvonne uh, Chouinard is talking about in the book, which is the complexity of fly fishing. Rods, 
uh, flies, gear. Every year, there's this pressure on all the brands. The reason they come up with new gear, by the way, is because they have to increase their sales, right? You can't. You can only have a rod for two or three years, and then you have to, you know, you have to go from the Orvis One to the H Two to the H Three. You go from the Sage One to the Sage X. They're really not that much different, but you brand it different. Add in a little bit extra technology, but this kind of complexity creates, I think, this pressure on fly fishermen and fly fisher women in a way that I think really hurts the experience in some way. That's one direction from which the pressure is coming. The other, I think, is a t internal, at least for me. So I'm at that age where I am just, I want to simplify my life, right? I'm past that competitive urge of youth to consume and to be better than this person. And, you know, I just want to fly fish. I want to solve problems while I'm on the stream. I want to experience every moment of the day. And I want that simplicity in some ways it comes man i think i think i want less tech rather than more tech how would you frame that yeah i feel that way too i resonate with everything you've said i mean the world's getting becoming more complex and i'm you know, i'm in this life stage where priorities have changed and i i find that i enjoy the day-to-day -day rhythm of life more when i when i move towards simplicity rather than complexity and i think part of, of the problem and, and I think that initial quote touched on it maybe a different way to frame it is is that disease called FOMO you know the fear of missing out and I think complexity thrives on that I mean, if you don't use these waders or purchase these flies you're going to miss out and you, you can fret so much on the river about not having the right fly that you miss out in the joy of the moment and the, and the challenge of using what you have that's part of simplicity and I think life is like that too. I mean, contentment's a great gift, but it's not given in proportion to how much you have. I mean, we both know people who have a lot who are not content, and then others who have little but are content. And it it really goes back to simplicity. I, I mean, I, I think a simpler lifestyle frees me from some of the clutter that, that complicates. And, man, my life is complicated enough, you know, even at our house my wife and I are constantly trying to go through stuff that we haven't used for a for a long time and get rid of it the other day out in our garage uh, I, I came across this box of things that I realized I hadn't unpacked since we moved 14 years ago I mean think wow. about that wow. and there's there's car car wax and furniture polish and some odds and ends tools and of course, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I, you know, I can use these. I need these. Well, apparently not because I didn't use them in the last 14 years. So, yeah, I, I, I think this concept is, uh, you know, is related to both life at large but also, you know, also to fly fishing. I mean, you've talked about that, Dave. You said you have you've got a friend who's uh, fighting for his life and uh, – yeah, what struggling with cancer? Or... Yeah, he has he has pancreatic cancer. He uh, lived, you know, literally. He's about five minutes from my work. I can walk to his place, and it's interesting. I had been seeing him recently. He has pancreatic cancer. He has five boys. Uh, he's divorced, living alone, living in kind of a crappy apartment, and you know, he's in his uh, early fifties and. 
and I had been seeing him regularly. I'd just pop in, and he's in the middle of these uh, in, in terms of chemo treatments right now. And so when he has a chemo treatment, he has them on Wednesdays. And the rest of the day, he's a little slow. Thursday, he's okay. Friday, he's okay. But starting in the evening on Friday after the Wednesday chemo, he starts to really feel bad. And then Saturday and Sunday, he is just completely wiped out. And then he starts to feel a little bit better on Monday. But just seeing him and listening to him and... Uh, we had pizza the other night, even though we have social distancing, and he has to be really, really careful that he is not with uh, people because his immune system is really down now because of the chemo. So we had three of his boys come over, and we had pizza. My son, Corey, is really good friends with his son, Jet. and um, But just that simple moment, knowing that this guy may not be alive next spring, and knowing that all we had was pizza in that moment with three of his five boys that he loved dearly. Those kind of moments, I think, as you get a little bit older, you start to go, okay, 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 okay. Let's just strip it all back. And so I yeah. so resonate with this topic of simplicity. Yeah, it's hard to move on from that just to get back to fly fishing because, uh, yeah, it, it it touches every area of life so deeply, doesn't it? And, and Absolutely. Including yeah, as, as you're you're dealing with uh, death and friends, family who are, are dying. But coming back to fly fishing, so Dave, let me ask you this: Where have you found complexity in your fly fishing, and how have you tried to simplify it? Certainly, with the number of flies, you know, all the fly boxes I have, uh, I was sorting through them recently, and I just thought, oh my goodness, I have. Uh, it's just it's uh i am a compulsive fly hoarder but even more than that i mean just let's just talk about a current current decision that i'm facing i'm wrestling with whether to buy another fly rod and i'm wondering after our last trip especially a few weeks ago do i really need another rod it actually came when you made a comment to me while you watched me cast he goes hey that that uh, rod actually loads pretty well loads line pretty well I, do you remember even saying that? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. you said that to yeah. me, and I thought, this is the rod I want to replace. It's a Reddington. And I thought, you know, I need a better rod. And and But today I'm thinking, maybe this, this new rod isn't going to save my life. You know, it's not going to make me cast 20 feet farther. Um, so even in the buying decision aspect, I'm asking harder questions. and think, And I think simplicity would say... Maybe I should just keep using my current rod that I have for right now. Maybe I don't need another rod. And so I think just this, uh, the fact that I'm aspiring to more simplicity is at least asking, you know, forcing me to ask that question now, whether I will actually, <laughs> you know, I may end up buying that rod anyway, but at yeah. least, at least now I'm starting to ask the questions. I think, what about you? Yeah, I think for me, part of it is has been limiting myself to trout fishing and to put that in context uh you know i i feel i feel like my life is devoted to serving others and and to uh you know hey getting you know getting my hands dirty i mean i, th I think there's a sense of duty and i I, I do a lot of things, not not begrudgingly, but I, I do them because you know this is uh, this is important, and and I, you know, I should do this. This is the right thing to do. I, I think I've had to say, wait a minute, trout fishing is a hobby, and and I will, 
you know, I will use it when I can to serve others, to get next to other people. But you know, at times I've had, hey, why don't you, uh, man, you got to fish for bass. You're in a good place for that. And and I, no doubt I am. And uh, you know what, if, if that, if that really got me, uh, brought me you know, deep satisfaction or joy, I would, but it just hasn't worked for me. So I've, I've been very, uh, you know, very happy to say, Hey, I'm, I'm just going to limit myself to trout fishing. That's, that's what I enjoy. I, I don't have to, I don't have to do these, these other kinds of fly fishing. If someday I wake up and say, you know, that'd be kind of fun. I'll, I'll do that, but I'm not going to do that because I should, or kind of the same thing with, uh, you know, Euro nymphing or, or Tenkara. And, and I think those want to do those things. That That's great. But I haven't wanted to do that. I think for me, that adds another layer of complexity. And I, man, I have enough, I have enough to learn just using a traditional fly rod. So there's that probably on a simple level. It's even, it's even keeping my fly vest free from clutter because Man, that that attracts all kinds of stuff, and pretty soon it's heavier than a black jacket. And yeah, I just find it easier to fly fish when it's. Uh, it, it sounds almost silly, but I, I don't have to think that much. Uh, you know, I know where where everything is, and and, and I don't have to spend five minutes, you know, searching for it. And but you, you kind of have a simple. I have a simple system down, and so. Yeah, that, that actually frees my mind, and, and I realize not everybody's like that. I'm, you know, I'm the oldest child, you know, the, the list maker. Everything has to be organized, so it's different for, for other people who, probably like you, Dave, not like my wife, who, who she approaches things a little bit more randomly, and, and she would be a good first responder. I wouldn't, uh, but yeah, I, I think for me, it's just so something that simple can just make it a lot easier when I'm out in the river. So to follow up on this, uh, what do you think about this comment by Chenard about flies? He writes this in his book. He says, quote, I used to fish soft hackles as part of a brace of different flies. Then I started noticing that most of the time the fish took the pheasant tail and partridge fly. If that was so, why bother with the other patterns? Uh, end of quote. I'm just curious, Dave. Have have you done that? Have you have you looked at it that way? That is a great line by him. Uh, and speaking of the pheasant tail, I have simplified primarily to two nymphs, which is the gold ribbed hare's ear and the pheasant tail for nymph fishing. Now I I will add in some tiny zebra midges or uh, you know tiny copper johns or brassies, but. Man, I really have simple simplified. In fact, just the other night, I think it was, was it last night or two nights ago, I thought, oh, why don't I just, I hit, I think, I know what it was. I purchased some flies, actually, and I thought, why don't I just get my fly box, or fly boxes, plural, multiple plurals out, <laughs> and simplify what I have in my vest. So I went through and did that, and I, and I saw a bunch of beadhead uh, prince nymphs. And I realized I don't think I have fished a beadhead prince nymph in probably five years. It might be even longer than that. And so I think he's absolutely right. I think I use the gold ribbed hare's ear, or whether it's the Frenchie that you like, or just the pheasant tail. But I use that gold haired ribs, or 
the the gold ribbed hare's ear most of the time. But that gets back to simplicity because I catch fish fish with that, right? Yeah, I think it's similar. We we've gone on record saying limit yourself to a smaller number of patterns and you know have your variety in a few key sizes rather than patterns. And you know I recently uh, uh, you know looked in my fly box. I desperately wanted uh, a hare's ear, and all I realized oh I have our pheasant tails and you know what? I caught a bunch of fish on those, and I, I really doubt I would have done better that day on hares ear. So, yeah, to your point, uh, and, and to Chenard's point, sometimes we make such a big deal about uh, you know new patterns, and, and I get it. I think I do think sometimes fish in a certain area maybe get you know they, they see the same thing. I, I think that may be the case with the beadhead prince nymph. Seems like for a while where I was fishing, everybody was using that, and and, and then even a purple uh, variety of that, kind of the, the purple haze uh, version of a beadhead prince. And I, I think maybe for a while the hare's ear was, was used so frequently that some fly fishers got away from that. But the thing just looks buggy. And, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't hurt to have uh, a couple different patterns. But, yeah, there really is a point of no return. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Let me ask you this. Uh, what do you think is the relationship between knowledge and complexity in fly fishing? I, I think there's a sense where we, we think, well, you know, if we, you know, the more data that you fill your head with, that, that, can, that can lead to more complexity. But I don't know, maybe that's not the case. What do you think? You know, the book Simple Fly Fishing argues that the more you know interestingly enough, the more you're able to pursue simplicity. In other words, simplicity does not mean, you know, simple-minded or uh, not learning. It means that you can do more with less because you're knowledgeable to figure out solutions with what you have. So there's a phrase that I heard years ago. Um, it was called, it's, the phrase is simplicity on the other side of complexity simplicity on the other side of complexity that is you can't get to simplicity in your thinking without learning and understanding the complexity of whatever you're studying or doing now i think it was oliver wendell holmes the supreme court justice who actually said this uh who actually said this and this is his phrase this is the statement for the simplicity that lies this side of complexity I would not give a fig, but for the simplicity that lies on the other side of complexity, I would give my life. Wow, that's a, that's so on target. It's just spot on. Yeah, I always think of Apollo 13 when these brilliant scientists with NASA were able to instruct James Lovell and his crew on how to make an air filtering system with the items they had on board. And uh, I think the story has been popularized by the the movie apollo 13 by the way james lovell just lives in the town to the east of us and huh. uh, he had a restaurant for years yeah his son ran at levels of lake forest and uh, my wife and i ate there once on our anniversary but anyway uh the solution that those scientists those nasa engineers uh, and astronauts came up with was uh, kind of a rather crude and simple solution but it worked because they had so much knowledge and they applied it to solving their problem and i do think that's 
that relates to fly fishing. I, I've talked about this before, but how once I used a tiny black ant to imitate a small beta slide. It was the smallest thing I had in my fly box. And, and I knew enough to use it, and it did the trick. So you're right. Uh, there is a certain kind of simplicity that only comes from maybe understanding the complexities of something that, that comes with more knowledge. Yeah, so I, I tell you, for all new fly fishers, really to, uh, to watch videos, listen to the guides in the fly shops, learn, 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 learn. And it will help you simplify. It really will. And at first, it's overwhelming. In that sense, it's complex, right? You know, fly fishing feels really, really overwhelming at first. And it's probably why a lot of people stop, and, or they start, but then they stop. Actually, a lot of people learn by doing, unless you unless you learn a concept and then actually do a concept, it's really hard to learn anything. But all that to say is to find out what works for you and then learn and read based on how you learn. But I would just challenge uh, newer fly fishers that you cannot go simple until you go deep. And, and, so, you, and so learning all this stuff is really, really important. Yeah, I want to affirm that. I, I remember thinking, too man fly fishing is so complex but I, I feel like I'm on the other side of complexity or some of it I mean there, there's more that I need to learn you know I'm, I'm always going to be learning till uh, the day I die and I won't even know a tenth of what there is to know about fly fishing but yeah I, I do find the more I learn uh, the more I'm able to simplify so yeah if you're just starting out don't get discouraged just keep at it and and some you know that the end game is is not that you uh, that you make things more difficult. The end game is really that you simplify, and that's what that's what more knowledge and and more acquired skill will help you to do. Now, here's another question, and, and I suppose one of the initial quotes I shared gave away the answer. But I'm, I'm curious, Dave, why do we struggle with complexity when it comes to the gear we think we need to own? to be a successful fly fisher. I mean, why, why can't we see that, hey, you know, this guy catches fish and he doesn't have the, you know, the latest or the newest and he's actually doing it pretty simply or she's doing it pretty simply. Uh, why, why do we struggle with that complexity when, when it comes to what the gear that we think we desperately need? For sure. Uh, and Chenard and I don't know if, if Matthews is Matthews is a part of this book, too. Right. So but they talk yeah. about that. It, you know, it's the all the brands, but it is the nature of marketing it. Social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Snap, whatever it is. Right. Especially Instagram, because um, it's it's an image based uh, social media app. And 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 so you see these really pretty people thin wiry beautiful people in beautiful clothes you know with all the gear and and it's how the brands market right so if i don't have the state-of-the-art vest or waders let alone the right rod or reel i mean i'm toast right and but as far as i can tell you know a 700 dollars pair of waders doesn't really attract more fish than the 300 dollars pair i think even the dura <laughs> i think even the durability issue is somewhat of a myth it's a story that the brands want us to tell ourselves i remember this conversation who was that guide we had out of uh out of craig matthews shop out in um what was his first name do you remember yeah i think it was 
think it was Curtis. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Curtis, one of the one of the great guides, and and uh, but we we started having this conversation about waiters, and I told him that I had this old pair. Of, I think it was Red. No, 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 no. It wasn't Reddington. It was Dan Bailey's uh, waiters. He said, "Oh, yeah. I had a pair of those too." He said, "And that." That original pair I had lasted and lasted and lasted. This was a guide telling me, and 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 that was what I was saying. I said, "Man, this pair I've had has lasted for years." He said, "The new uh, in the new versions of those, some of the stocking feet wear out sooner, They're, they rot sooner, and the material is not as good." But so here was 150. I think I paid 150 or 200 bucks for those waders, and they lasted me probably for eight years. And for some of you, you think, yeah. "Well, they should last 20 years," but you know, as hard as I fish those things, uh, I'm on my knees all the time. So I think oh, we, you are. So I just think we need to be stop. We need to stop being competitive with others and stop buying the story that the brands tell us, right? With their filtered images and emotional videos and and beautiful people with perfect loops and pristine waters. You know, it's all lies. It's really all. It's just all lies. Yeah, I've, I've often joked that some flies seem to be tied to attract fly fishers rather than fish. And, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't experiment with new patterns. And you know what? There, there are some people who love fly tying so much that they want to do that. And I think that's great. But I think for a lot of us, hey, if, if a hair's ear isn't working, switching to a pheasant tail might not be as effective as you, as you think it is. If you're going to change, then change the size or... Go to a completely different pattern. Put on a San Juan worm, or, or uh, again, I, I just keep going back to a different size. But uh, yeah, gear, uh, gear is is uh, you know, good gear is designed to function well. But boy, there, there's also that uh, attraction piece that's there, and we really have to see through that. So, Dave, how do you apply simplicity to packing for a fly fishing trip? I mean, what are what are some of the best practices? Well, I have never been an overpacker, and so, and I'm not saying you are an overpacker. I'm not judging you in this moment. Oh, I am. I <laughs> I am. Yes, feel free to judge me. Uh, I am an overpacker. So I don't think about this as much uh, as you do, probably. So it's it's something important for sure, but it's probably not something I I really agonize uh, over. How about you? Well, yeah, because I am the. the consummate overpacker. I, I I have over the years gone from a I better include this item in case I need it to uh, an attitude of I really need to take this. Yeah, I know enough that I can improvise. I mean maybe one of the ways to help this is if you're putting in extra items, are they items that can serve multi purposes? It's kinda like being able to fix anything with duct tape and W D forty. I mean are are there things that you can put in that would uh, uh, that would not serve dual purposes that would you know that would work for other things so i would add it's probably important you know in terms of packing i always pack the big rocks that's how i think about it right you gotta have your fly rods the fly make sure those big rocks are in there some of those are the rain gear layers for inclement weather for the season depending on when we're going out if we're going out to montana or colorado gloves warmth for my head outside of the big rocks um i don't get too complex in my in my packing you really do have to limit things, and, and at times over the years, I bought little gadgets that I thought would make things simpler, but, but they actually bring more uh, complexity. I, I bought a couple little things to help me thread uh, 
tip it through the eye of, of a size 18 or 20 hook. And I, I found most of those things just really don't help me. And, you know, and they take up space or I stress out trying to, where did I put that thing? And so I, I, I just leave some of those things out. I mean, I'll, I'll try a new gadget. I, I like new gadgets like anybody. But if it doesn't work for me, I'm not going to take it. Uh, I So I really need to have a, a fly fishing garage sale of little gadgets that I bought that I thought might work and really don't. Uh, yeah, I, I do limit the amount of clothes I take. I, I have an extra pair of nylon pants. They don't take up much space. And I do have a couple of extra dry fit t-shirts, you know, one long, one short sleeve. Otherwise, I don't take five fly fishing shirts. And, and I only take a couple of rods. I figure that if I, I'll, I'll usually take my nine foot six weight, my eight and a half foot four weight, and I figure that if I break one, I'll make do with the other. Or, I mean, most of the places we're fishing, you know, we, we can drive to a fly shop and I could rent one. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I think I used to prepare for all of these contingencies, having all these emergency, you know, backup things. And then that just adds a level of, complexity not to mention weight in your duffel bag you know maybe a little bit larger question then how do you how do you simplify your life even in ways that enable you to do more fly fishing so i don't i don't tie flies i think i've made that clear since we uh started the podcast back five years ago and you know i don't and i don't feel pressured to tie flies and I never have. I've just been so grateful for the flies I can buy. It allows me to support the local fly shop. Uh, it's just not part of my fly fishing story. And and if I'm not a real fly fisher because I don't do it, uh, so be it. You know, I'm just not trying to please everyone. And I just made that decision because I had other interests and other things I wanted to do with my time. And so it wasn't an issue of I don't think it's a good thing to do or I didn't see it as valuable because I highly value the people that do it and I have so much respect for them but I made the decision if I'm going to have extra time if I have extra time excuse me I'm going to use it for something else so and one of them is going to be writing which is um, is something that's important to me and also I've always been a you know start another business or do something as you know do another side hustle it's just how my mind works and so I get a lot of joy out of that so one of the things I've I've given up is is tying flies, and I just have said, um, this is the kind of fly fisher I'm going to be. Yeah, I, I agree. In fact, even though I you know, I tie some flies, some patterns, uh, I haven't done much in the last few years because uh, hey, we've been podcasting, and and there just haven't been many other areas in my life where there's other margins. I think the other thing I'd say is I have limited time and money like you do, so I don't pursue every possible interest. I mean, I, I stopped golfing a, a few years ago, and but hey, I'm, I'm not trying to please anybody else. I, I don't have to golf. That's okay. I never did pursue snow skiing like I wanted to. Of course, living where we did in Montana, there's just great places. Now, I, I'm not saying that you can't golf or ski and fly fish. Uh, in fact, uh, we know one guy who's a rodeo cowboy and he fly fishes. But, you know, all of us have limitations. And uh, you can do more than fly fish, and, and Dave and I do, but you can't do everything. 
you, you have to simplify your life and you have to say no to some things in order to pursue the things that interest you uh, most. And you know, as I said before, I, I love to hunt. I, I miss that. Uh, now that I'm here in the Midwest, uh, quite frankly, just the, the time and the money uh, and then realizing, man, fly fishing can be a year-round hobby if you want it to be. I, I, I kind of like the nine-month hobby. I don't have that much interest in, you know, from about uh, mid-November to, you know, mid-February. But then once things you start to get a nice day, okay, I'm, I'm happy to get out. But, man, the, the prime season is nine months of the year. So I, I just figured, hey, I can kind of put all my uh, emphasis on this. So I, I think what we're saying is that simplicity makes for a better fly fishing experience, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's as simple as that. You know, it's the KISS principle. Keep it simple, Steve. Or <laughs> since, your name, since your name doesn't start with an S, we have to revert back to keep it simple, stupid. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> oh, man. I, I own yeah, that. that was, I resemble that. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. I, I resemble. I've done a lot of stupid things. Have we? I was going to say, we ought to do a podcast on that. We have done one on that. And uh, we, we probably ought to do some more. We've, we've provided ourselves with a lot of new material. Yes, exactly. Uh, that would be fun. <laughs> oh, man. So, yes, simplicity uh, even helps us with that. All right. Time for great stuff from our listeners. Here is an email we received a few days ago from a listener named Micah. And uh, this is what Micah writes. Gentlemen, as I write this message, I'm lying in my hammock next to a spring creek in the mountains of, of western North Carolina while on a getaway trip with my wife and two young children. Yes, there are trout in this stream. No, I do not yet own a fly rod. Uh, not a fly pole, he says. And yes, I tried to finagle a way to rent some. I tried to finagle a way to rent some gear on this trip, but it didn't work, and that's okay. My first fly fishing experience was last October here in these same mountains. In fact, it was probably the first time I had even fished since my childhood over 20 years ago. I had long thought I would enjoy fly fishing, and I was right. I was immediately captivated. The first trout I landed not only brought pure enjoyment and satisfaction, but took me back to my childhood days fishing with my dad. He died when I was 10 years old. I have very few memories of him, but I vividly recall the times he and I spent fishing while growing up in the hills of West Virginia. So while this new pursuit brings the eagerness of days to come on streams and rivers, it has also become a way to remember the days passed with my dad and the time we spent together fishing. That is really powerful, man. That last oh, that last statement, is. you could write a whole book on that. It has become a way to remember the days past with my dad and the time we spent fishing. Man, that's a novel. You could you could create a whole novel about that. A wonderful wonderful mm. novel, a story uh, about that. That is a great line. Yeah. Boy, it sure is, and that's I think both you and I resonate with that, even though our, our dads were more hunters than than fly fishers. Uh, you know, when I'm out on the, the water and, and in the outdoors, it's, uh, it is a way of remembering those times with, uh, uh, with my dad. And so, yeah, thank you, Mike. We appreciate that uh, uh, terrific comment. Well, that's going to be it for today. Hey, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz.
Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing and the simple fly fishing life.